0: parents hardest or most difficult assignment a parent's most difficult uh, assignment we talked about time last week we talked about expectations a little girl walked in today and said you made me cry and I said why did you cry my parents made me make the bed because of your sermon last week (laughs) and I said did they get a video of it no I said well they should have taken a video of it because I would have laughed at you right I'm glad your parents listened last week, right? And so we talked about expectations. The first week I talked about your top priority. Point your kids in the direction to make a decision to follow Jesus. Today I want to talk to you about your most difficult assignment. I want to talk to you about discipline. It's one of the most frustrating, difficult jobs as a parent. Dealing with a a, a toddler, knowing full well if you tell them no, they're going to do that thing where they stiffen up their legs and They get really loud and they're going to embarrass you in public. So you want to kind of give them what they need to be quiet. Dealing with a teenager who says things like, I hate you. Remember being there as a teenager? That was my most favorite phrase to my parents. I hate you. You're ruining my life right now. It's a difficult thing to do. In fact, there's days when you just want to give up. There's days when you're like, I've told you the same thing. 25 million times and yet you still do it i've told you not to do that this is what happens i told you not to jump off that this is the the, what would happen i told you not to eat that or swallow that and now you're swallowed and i gotta take you to the hospital have you seen my deductible let's see if it'll pass right it's one of the most frustrating difficult things to do But it's one of the most important. And here's the thing: if you've been there with me, that you, you, me and you, we, we could be on the same page today. We can just be honest about it and say, "Man, it's 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 really difficult. It's really it's really hard." In fact, I read online this week some some people that were kind of going through difficult parenting days. You ever been there? I had one yesterday. I knew I was talking about discipline today. And so yesterday, uh, I decided I'm gonna I'm gonna take some wallpaper out of my house. anybody ever try to rip wallpaper out of your house? anybody ever put wallpaper in your house? Why? 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 Why does anybody put wallpaper in? It's like you're not thinking about tomorrow at all because you rip wallpaper out. It's, you rip the paper out, and there's another layer that you have to get out, then there's another layer of stickiness. And then underneath all that, you rip out big chunks of your walls, so then you're having to figure out how to spackle. It is a mess. So all day yesterday, I spent in this little bathroom, this powder room, right? In this little five-by-five five room, pulling off wallpaper, also dealing with my kids, knowing today I'm going to talk about discipline, so I can't freak out because I don't want to be a hypocrite. Just one of those days when you're by 5 o'clock, you're like, bedtime. It's 5. I don't care. If you don't go to bed right now, you might not see tomorrow. You ever been there? Every time you talk right now, it's like somebody's dragging their nails on a blackboard, and I can't control myself with you right now. you got to go to bed. You ever have one of those days? Like these parents, they had these days, like some parenting tweets about, about bad days. This parent says, I don't care how cute your kid is, when they wake up in the middle of the night and you see them standing next to your bed, they're terrifying. (laughs) You ever have that? If you're not not a parent, just wait for those nights. Every horror movie you've ever seen in your life will come flooding back. (laughs) And I'm of the belief that you are not responsible for your actions after 12 o'clock a.m., right? I've had some of my worst parental failures in the middle of the night. We plan to be kind and patient parents who accept our kids exactly as they are. And then we see them take 45 minutes to eat a bowl of Lucky Charms. You ever been there? Parenting is fun if you're into things like cooking for people who aren't hungry. <laughs> I like that one. I constantly Google, this is my favorite one, how to put my kids up for adoption so my kids can find it on my search history and know that I'm not messing around. That's really good advice right there. So writing, writing that down. Your most difficult assignment, discipline. T- teaching your kids right and wrong. T- teaching your kids that, that there's, there's, there's consequences and there's, every decision has, it, it has something that follows that decision. There's a consequence. Trying to get through to a toddler who is losing their mind about something nobody even knows what it is. Trying to stay consistent. And how you react all the time no matter how you feel. Discipline. Saying no. When you know it's going to lead to a massive fight. Discipline. And here's the problem with it. Because it's so difficult. And because it it causes so much stress in in our homes. I think in America that we've had what I would call the death of discipline in the home. I think because people don't understand the significance of it. They don't understand the, the role that we've had the death of, of discipline. In fact, it says this in the Bible. Because when you don't understand something, you, you define it, you're left to define it to yourself. And when you, when you do that, you end up ruining it. And this is what scripture says in Proverbs 29, verse number 18. It says, where there is no revelation, where you don't understand the significance of something, people, me and you, we cast off restraint. We, we just do whatever we want to do with it. But blessed is the one who heeds wisdoms instruction in other words what happens is is people develop the wrong mindset and when you develop the wrong mindset what follows is the wrong methods and a lot of us i I would say have the wrong mindset when it comes to to the significance of of discipline so i want to give you two wrong mindsets that i think we all struggle with we'll land somewhere in and then for some of us perfect parents you'll land in the third one but for most of us we're going to land in one of the first two because this is such a difficult assignment it's really hard, and then I want to show you just real practically four easy steps to, to disciplining your kid, your kid well. Because I would say this, it's one of the most important things that, that you do. It might be the most important thing. They're going to remember your, your discipline if you do it well more than they remember anything you ever bought them. Your discipline is going to be the voice inside of their, their ears that's going to keep them from doing something that's going to ruin their life when they're, when they're adults. It's, it's going to be the phone call that you receive from them someday where they'll say, hey, I thought you were mean when I was a kid, but I just want to tell you thank you so much for, for what you did, for, for the stance that you made, for, for telling me no." So let me give you a couple. Number one is this, different parenting mindsets. The first two are bad parenting mindsets, just so you know. And so the first one is this, the, the, what I would call the permissive parent, the, the permissive parent, or I like to call them the passive parent. Your kid's a kid, and your kid acts like a kid, and so instead of you acting like a parent, what what does a permissive parent do? Acts like a friend. I don't want to tell my kids no. I don't want to ever hurt their feelings. I don't want them to suffer. I don't want to deal with the the fight. I don't want them to tell me they hate me. I don't want them to ever get mad at me, so I'm always going to give them what they want, when they want it, anytime they want it. I don't care. There's going to be no consequences, and even when there's consequences, I'm going to rescue them from them. They get a bad grade in class, even though I told them they need to study, and they just watch TV all night or stayed on Facebook or Snapchat the night before or whatever else, and they get a bad grade, I'm going to call their teacher, and I'm going to tell their teacher you're giving them too much work. I'm going to make sure. Here's what permissive parents do. I'm going to make sure that I'm their friend, not their their parent. Here's the thing about that. Your your kids, you are the only parents they're ever going to have. They're going to have tons of friends. They only get one or two or three or whatever that looks like, maybe you get remarried, you only get a few parental influences in your life. And for many of us, because that we, we, we have a wrong view of discipline, what we do is we'll be, we'll be permissive. Hey, I'll be the cool parent. All the kids that come to my house and they can drink, even though they're underage, but they're at my house because I'm the, the cool parent. Like, I'm going to let my kids do things and say things they shouldn't say because I'm the, I'm the cool parent. I want them to think I'm, I'm cool. I don't want them to ever tell me they hate me. If your kids never tell you you hate you, then you ain't doing the right thing. If they never come to you and say, you're wrecking my life. You're right, I am. I'm wrecking your life right now because I'm setting you up for success later. I'm standing in the gap for you. I'm making a hard decision for you because you are not equipped yet and you were designed to need a parent. And too many parents are stepping back, especially, listen, not, I'm not talking about the world. I'm talking about the church and going, I'm just going to take a passive backseat view of my kid's life and just hope for the best. I mean, think about that, that stance. That's like, that's like a 13-year-old girl having a, having a dad. And this 13-year-old girl gets propositioned by, by an older gentleman. And the father stepping back and saying, well, let's just see how this works out. You know what a father would do in that moment. If you have a 13-year-old girl and some older man comes up and propositions her, what are you doing? You're taking out this and this, right? If you're carrying, you got your gun. Do you hear that? A bat, whatever you need to get. Why? Because it's your job to stand in the way of a bad decision that your 13-year-old daughter, you're not going, let's just see, you know, I know it's illegal and I know it's not right, but I want my daughter to be happy. I, I, want, I want her to be okay. Maybe she really does love him. Maybe she really does. Like, think about the things that we do with, the, with kids and we're going, well, they said they liked it. Listen, your kids are not designed to say anything that makes sense past tomorrow. It's just the way life is. When you're a teenager, you're supposed to act like a teenager. You're insane, right? You remember being a teenager? Some of us don't. It was such a long time ago, right? For me, I don't remember, but I, 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 was, a t- I was a youth pastor. I remember how they acted. And kids, they literally all they think about is the next thing. I'll eat this. I'll, I'll take that. And could you imagine if you're just like, you know what? I just want to be permissive. I, I, don't, I don't like I don't like that food. I don't like to go to bed at this time. I don't like to talk like that. I don't like to do that. And we're just giving them permission. We're stepping back. And here's the problem with it. You are essentially telling your kid that I hate you. Here's how you know that I hate you. Because I'm not willing to make an investment in your future. You're essentially telling your kid, you're not worth anything. You're not going to do anything good. I don't, and there's not a parent that wants to say that. It's not a parent that comes up to their kid. A good parent that says, I don't care what you do. I don't even like you. But that's what you're telling them. I don't care what you do. I don't care if it hurts you. I don't care who comes into your life. I, I don't care. I'm not going to make the effort and stand in the gap for you and make wise choices for you. I'm not going to do that for you. I'm going to let you do what you want to do. And I want to be your friend and not your parent. And what you're telling them, you might they might be saying, you're the coolest mom in the world. But you're telling them in the future, I, I hate you. I don't care what you do. Think about how many things that, that your kids don't want to do right now that are going to hurt them later in the future. I have a nine and a seven-year-old. They do not want to brush their teeth right now at all. They'll put the toothpaste on the, on, on the thing, put it under the water, wash all the toothpaste off because it burns their teeth. I tell them it's because their breath is crying because it stinks so bad. Their toothbrush is like, no, don't do it, right? So they put it in. They brush their teeth. They come down. Their, their breath smells like tr- hot trash. And, and listen, and their teeth are turning yellow. And they'll tell me, I don't care. Now, I'll pass the parent will go, well, I don't care either. You're going to have butter teeth if you want. Here's the problem, though. Someday they're going to come back to me and they're going to go, why did you let me do that? Because you didn't want to. You were not. And they're going to say, Dad, I didn't want to do anything back then. I was nine years old. Your job was to brush my teeth. Your job was to make them straight. Your job was to make sure I still had my teeth. Your job was to think about my future. How many times are kids going to come back to parents and go, why did you let me do that? Because I'm the cool parent. I, I'm, I'm the cool parent. I read this, this, this some time ago and I loved it. It says 12 rules for, for raising a juvenile delinquent. Here's just a couple of them because I think they're true. Begin when they're a baby to give them everything they want and this way your child will grow up believing that the world owes them something. When they pick up bad words... Instead of disciplining them, laugh at them. This will make them think they are cute and encourage them to pick up even cuter phrases. Avoid using the word word wrong. It may develop a guilt complex. Pick up all that they leave lying around the house, books, shoes, and clothing. Do everything for them so they will be experienced in throwing responsibility at someone else. Let them read any printed matter that they can get their hands on. Quarrel frequently in their presence. Satisfy their every craving for food, drink, and sensual pursuits. Always take your child's side against the neighbors, teachers, and police. When they get into real trouble, apologize for yourself by saying, I never could do anything with them. And prepare yourself for a life of grief, for you will probably have it. You step back and you're just going, I just don't really care about you. And here's the problem with this. It's probably one of the most unbiblical parental methods that there is. That's why you're their parent. Listen to what Scripture says in three three different books and verses in the book of Proverbs. And the book of Proverbs just means words of wisdom for us. Listen to them, pick them up, put them into practice. But listen to what this says. Whoever loves discipline essentially loves knowledge because that's what discipline is. They love knowledge, but whoever hates correction is stupid. It doesn't get any plainer than that. In Hebrew, it means stupid. <laughs> Proverbs 23 says, do not withhold discipline from your child. If you punish them with the rod, they'll not die. Punish them with the rod, and watch this, and save them from death. I'm not telling you to spank your kids, ground your kids, do whatever you need to do for your kids. Every kid needs to be disciplined differently. Some kids, the, the spanking helps and some kids putting them in bed is torture for them. But, but he says this, he says, he says, there's going to be situations where you need to take a hard stance in your kid's life and you're going to make a difficult decision in, in, in the current situation, but later on it's going to make their life easier. Instead, many of us are taking the easy path now and later on our kid's life is going to be very difficult. They're going to face things that they're not ready to face. They're going to handle things they're not ready to handle. They're going to go through situations that they're not prepared for, and they're going to look to you, and they're going to say, why didn't you get me ready for life? And Proverbs 29 says, A rod and a reprimand, they impart wisdom, but a child left undisciplined disgraces its mother. These are warnings to us permissive or passive parents, and essentially telling your kid you're not worth it, you're not going to change anyways. Nobody wants that. So on the other side, it's what I would call the punishing parent. Some of you all are like, yes, it's about time somebody talks about discipline, right? I'll get my spoon out, I'll show them, I call this Sally, right? Whatever, like, you're like, yes. And and for for me, I don't land on the permissive side at all. Like, I'm competitive, I like to win every argument, right? Like, I like to discipline my kids, I want them to turn out right. I want them to obey the rules. I know it's significant. And so I would say my struggle is on this side. And so I would say some of us struggle with the permissive parent. Others of us struggle with the punishing parent. We don't know the difference between punishment and what I would call discipline, right? Your kid gets on your nerves. Your blood pressure is raising. You can feel it going into your head. You can feel your eyes getting bigger. It's like a cartoon thermometer. It's... And then all of a sudden, it's like, ah! You ever been there with your kids? Some of y'all have little babies. You're like, I would never do that. Just wait. Oh, you'll do that. Your kids are doing something they're not supposed to be doing, drawing on something they're not supposed to be drawing on, throwing stuff in your yard that's not supposed to be thrown in, in your yard after you've told them a million times. And they are, they are doing, they are misbehaving. And all of a sudden, you have hit level 10, and you're going into a level 11, and you're, bruh! And all of a sudden, you're screaming, Boys! They come running to you, they, the look of fear is in their face, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> you ever been there? You yell, what's wrong with you? Right? What are you doing? Alvin? Have I told you? Haven't I told you? Haven't I told you that yesterday? And they're just looking at you. They only remember yesterday. You yell at them, you know the parents that say stuff like this is gonna hurt you more than, than it's gonna hurt me. This is not true of these parents oh, no, this is going to hurt you much more than it's going to hurt me. And here's the problem. What happens? You're punishing them out of, out of what I would call anger. The difference between punishment and anger is punishment is done out of your anger. It has nothing to do with your kids. It, it, it's you responding to, to, to your kids. Punishment and discipline are much different. Can, can I give you a couple of the, of the dis, of, of differences so, so you know, for those of you who struggle with being a punishing parent, and just so you know, nowhere in the Bible does it call you to punish your kids. Punishment is about wrath. The wrath of God was displayed and paid for by the cross of Christ. We are called to discipline our kids the way that God disciplines us. He does not punish us. Punishment is about paying the price. Punishment is about your anger. Punishment is different than than discipline. Can I give you a couple, a couple differences? The Bible, or here's a couple different ones. Punishment is angry at them. While discipline, I would say, is angry for them. There's a difference. Punishment is, ah! Discipline is you stepping back going, if they keep doing that, they're really going to hurt themselves someday. If they keep eating like that, they're going to hurt themselves. If they keep running out into the road, somebody's going to hit them. If we don't dis- discipline and spend some time forming healthy habits in our kids' lives, they're gonna they're gonna get really unhealthy someday. Like like discipline is is angry for them. Punishment is angry at them. Punishment calls out, rah! It pushes away. It, it breaks hearts. It, it 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 destroys it destroys little little people. Discipline, it, it draws out. Discipline is saying, man, I love you so much. Here's, here's some more. Punishment is about my stress. Discipline is about their safety. It's about your kids' safety. Punishment is crazy. Discipline's calm. That's how I know I'm not good at it. They would just stop doing this, and I would stop doing that. Really, you're the parent. You're responsible for yourself. Punishment is, is crazy. Discipline is calm. Punishment is more about the moment than it is about the future, while discipline is more about the future than it is about the moment. Here's another one, the last one. Punishment tries to change with fear. Discipline seeks to change through trust. Punishment never goes after their heart, always their action. Discipline always goes after their heart. See, fear is a really bad motivator in your kids' lives. You know what happens if you raise up a kid that's afraid of you? Guess what happens? When they start doing things they're not supposed to do when they get older, guess where they never come? To you. Because all they receive is a voice of condemnation and punishment. In fact, Scripture encourages us twice in Ephesians 6 and Colossians 3. They almost reiterate each other. But Ephesians 6 says, Fathers, and you can throw mothers in here, do not exasperate your children. Instead... Bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Colossians 3 says again, Fathers, do not embitter your children, or they will become discouraged. It makes no sense for me to fellowship with God on the basis of mercy and with my children on the basis of punishment. That's the message of scripture is God doesn't punish us as we deserve for he's already punished his son on the cross and Jesus took the full wrath of God's punishment on him so no longer do we have to face that because he said it is finished. He does discipline us because disciplines for our good. And so instead, many of us, because we're a punishing parent, we're actually pushing our kids away. We're trying to change them through fear. We're trying to change them through discouragement. We're, we're trying to change them through love, using our love as a reward for them being good or, or, or not good. We're actually verbally and physically abusing them through our domineering uh, personalities, yelling at them and turning their hearts away from God. See, there's a permissive parent that says, you're not worth it. I don't have time for you. You're never going to change anyway. I'm just going to be a passive voice in your life and let you do what you want to do. And your kids are here and you're not worth it. And then there's a punishing parent who's never happy, who's always di- shouting out discouraging marks, who, who, who's always standing in the way, who's always attacking the situation and never addressing the heart and what you have there as a kid who will resent your voice. He won't trust you. He won't listen to you. The things you try to teach him because you've taught him out of fear, they won't change him because you've never, ever disciplined his, his heart or their, her heart. And then the third one is this. And Jordan, you can come up. I'm going to end with this one. Is that the third one is what I would call on the right one. It's called the protective parent. See, I want to get back to the point where we understand biblically that discipline is not anger from God. It's protection from God. Do you understand the difference? God is never angry at you but he is angry for you sometimes how do i know he's angry for you because he gave up his only son in your place he placed the wrath that he had for the sin that was damaging your life and destroying your life on his son so that you didn't have to die from it he does discipline us though and discipline is for our protection discipline means he loves you In fact, we know that because one of the best passages on discipline comes from Hebrews chapter 12. If you have a a hard relationship with discipline, if if you think of discipline as punishment, if if you think that that good parents let their kids do whatever they want, I want you to read over and over and over again this week, Hebrews chapter 12. If you have a hard time with God, I want you to read how he relates to you. He does not punish you, but he does discipline you. And, And here's why it's so important. In Hebrews chapter 12, it says, my son do not make light of the lord's discipline and do not lose heart when he rebukes you watch this because the lord disciplines the one he loves and he chastens everyone he accepts as his son he disciplines those who he loves why Endure hardships as discipline. God is treating you as his children. For what children are not disciplined by their father? If you are not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are not legitimate, not true sons and daughters at all. Moreover, we all have human fathers who disciplined us and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the father of spirits and live? They disciplined us for a while as they thought best, but God disciplines us for our good in order that we may share in his holiness i love verse 11 it says it says no discipline seems, seems pleasant at the time but painful later on though it produces the harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it discipline is protection how, how does it work uh, this is how it works discipline establishes boundaries in our lives spiritually and boundaries always bring blessing discipline establishes boundaries and boundaries always bring blessings some of y'all are like I don't understand that fully. Let me, let me explain to you I had a dog when I was a kid his name was buddy we lived in we lived in Boytown for a while and moved out to Bartow Pennsylvania you ever been there don't blink you'll miss it right we went to Bartow we lived up with an acre an acre like a neighborhood of acre of land we went from having this little fenced in like 10 by 10 yard to this acre it was awesome it was awesome for a 13-year-old little boy. He had all this land to play, area to sled, and we got a dog. So we got this dog, and he, he wasn't the smartest dog in the world. He was older, but no one had ever taught him how to walk. No one had ever taught him how to stay in boundaries. So we would open up the door, and he would just take off. Cat, rabbit, whatever, and then we were chasing him down. So then it got so bad, it got to the point where we would put him on a leash. You ever walk a dog that doesn't know how to walk on a leash on a leash? The whole time, uh, uh. gagging throwing up like uh, and it was torture taking him out to go to the bathroom torture had to find that exact spot in the yard that he went to yesterday you ever been there with the dog and so one day my dad was like this is stupid we got this whole yard for this dog to play in and we got to walk him around and, and listen he's attached to the one that's walking him around so he can't get all over this yard because nobody wants to walk him around the whole border of the yard if he would just learn how to stay in the yard it would be awesome so my dad found this thing on, it uh, wasn't on the internet, there was no internet then, but he got this, I guess he had this newspaper clipping, if you don't know what a newspaper is, Google it. And there was an advertisement on the, in, the, in the newspaper, it was black and white, some of y'all don't even know what that looks like, and so, and in that, I guess in that advertisement, there was an advertisement to get a, an invisible fence for your animal, so you dig this little trench around your yard where you want your animal to go, and you put this line in, and you put this little collar on your dog, some of y'all are going to say, this sounds abusive, And it wasn't the beginning because we didn't know how to work it, and so my dad had it jacked up so high that no matter where that he went, in our house or out of our house, he got shocked. Then we got it set to the right setting, and he went running out on the yard, right? But he got shocked really bad that one time. And so as he's going running out, the thing will start beeping, Beep, 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 beep 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 beep, and he would just stop. And he learned all of a sudden, if I go on the other side, I'm gonna get shocked. But if I stay here in these boundaries. I got this entire yard to run in, and I don't have to be walked on a leash no more. Some of y'all would say, that sounds abusive. You know you know what is more abusive? Walking a dog while you're choking him on a leash when he has an acre of land to run in. That's abusive. That's what a lack of discipline does. A lack of discipline actually keeps your children and you hostage. What discipline does is it's God putting a little sensor on your neck. He doesn't put a shot collar, right? little sensor in your mind and you're running towards something that's gonna hurt you and all of a sudden the voice of God's going, no, 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 and you're like, okay, never mind. And the boundary brings blessing. You know why? Because the boundary keeps you from running away from home. The boundary keeps you close to your source of food. The the, the boundary gives you gives you shelter when it's cold. The, the, the boundary enables you to run and enjoy life knowing that the voice of, of God and the voice of discipline is going to keep you healthy. Why? Boundaries bring blessings. Think about it in all areas of your life. Some of you start a relationship with God and he's told you, here's the boundary. Don't date people that aren't Christians and you're running to it. And it's like, no, 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 no. And you get outside of it. What happens? That's them shocking you, right? And then you get back in and the next time you're running out and all of a sudden you're like, no, that... That happened last time. Discipline and consequence. And now I know because I know he's a good God and I know I trust him and I know he loves me and so I'm going to listen to him and all of a sudden the boundaries are bringing bringing blessings. It's the same thing with sex. Sometimes we go, you know, God, I don't understand what you're doing with the sex and I'm not supposed to have sex outside of marriage. I'm supposed to have sex with one person. It doesn't make sense. And then people get outside the boundaries of God and all sorts of chaos happens. And then you trust God's voice and you end up getting married and you stay inside the boundaries that god has created and all of a sudden there's no shame there's intimacy that happens there's no fear there's no disease there's no children being born to men and women that are separated but they're together and all of a sudden they're healthy and all of a sudden the world is getting put back together and it doesn't get put back together by the white house it gets put back together by our house and boundaries bring blessing that's what discipline does for your kids. And so the next time your kid says, I hate you. The next time your kid gets mad at you. The next time your teenager says, you're, you're invading my privacy. You're not allowed to see my phone. This is my phone. You're going to say, I don't care what you say. You're my kid. And I love you more than you hate me. And they're going to say, I hate you so much. And you're going to say, I don't care. I don't care because someday... I know you're going to call me on the phone and you're going to say, thank you for loving me so much. Thank you for not letting me get away with that. Thank you for protecting me. The same thing we do with God. There's often been times I've run up to the board, and I've been like, God, I want that so bad. God says, no. No. And years pass and I go, God, thank you so much for protecting me. Thank you so much for making that situation difficult because now this situation seems much more easy to manage see discipline is protection for your kids so the question becomes how do you do it how do you discipline your kids and I just got four quick things I want to give you I didn't tell you to the first service because I ran out of time so don't tell them here's four things I've learned just real quick we're we're not going to spend a lot of time I don't want you to go oh man he has four more things But I want you to practice these. If you you really want to step into healthy discipline, and and I am not there yet, I'm working on it. Here's the four things that that I know that we have to do when we're doing it. Number one is you always communicate clear expectations. This is right. This is wrong. If you choose to do this, this is what happens. It's really easy. Sometimes we have these preemptive talks in my car. I know you guys. I know how awful you are. If you embarrass me when we go in here, this is what's going to happen. My dad used to do it do it to me when I was a kid. We would go out with a missionary and he would say, if you and your brother embarrass me tonight, your butt will be mine later. And I knew. He was serious. Number two, set health, healthy outcomes. You know what I do sometimes when I'm disciplining my kids? You're grounded forever. Total overreaction. So you make the time match the crime. It's real simple. Here's what's going to happen. And then you set healthy outcomes. Here's how it's going to look. Here's how many times you're going to have to go to bed. Here's what it looks like. And then the third thing is keep your word. Your kids sniff your inconsistency. You know what happens when you discipline your kids and then you don't hold to your word? They don't listen to you next time. Sometimes I just yell at my kids because it feels good. And I'm telling them all these things. They're going to listen. My wife, will, my wife will look at me and she'll say, they're not listening to you. And I'll say, why? They'll say, because they've already heard. They're not going to get in trouble. You never stay consistent. And so they're just going to sit here and buy their time and move on. you got to keep your word. Every once in a while you give them grace and then you explain that. The grace of God cost Jesus his life on the cross. And so I'm going to give you grace in this situation. But most of the time, I'm going to keep my word. And then lastly, the most important part of, of discipline. Never leave without showing them your love. Never leave without showing them your love. If you discipline your kid and you walk away and you're like, ah, yes, that's punishment. If it's breaking your heart and you're you're hurting for them and you're disciplining them and you bend down and you say, Hey, I have to discipline you because the Bible tells me if I don't discipline you, I don't love you. But I want you to know the reason that I'm doing this is because I love you. I value you, and I think God has a big purpose and plan. And my discipline is for your, what? Come on, tell me. Protection. Protection. We're not permissive. We're not punishing parents, because that's not the gospel. We're protective parents, just like God is to us. He's not permissive. He doesn't step back. He's involved in your life. He died for your sins. He's not punishing. Jesus already finished it. But he is protective in your life. He is jealous over your life. He does have a big purpose and plan for your life. He is more concerned with with the future than he is about your feelings, temporary feelings today. He's a good God, and he will discipline you because he loves you so much. Same thing with parents.